Welcome to episode five of the Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Hoppe, parent educator and counselor, mom of two, and lover of all things related to parenting. We are starting out today with our Anti-Reactive Parenting High Five. JD from Florida wrote in to share some stellar parenting he thought was attention worthy. JD writes, This past week, I was asked to help a friend get her business ready to open. I joined a few of her other friends I had never met who all had various skills, electrician, drywaller, etc., and we all got to work. The electrician, Zach, brought his almost five-year-old Enzo with him since it was the weekend. Enzo hung out with us all day. He was good-natured, funny, and every bit of nearly five years old. He was inquisitive to the point of distracting us. Myself and the drywaller both have kids, and we humored him and tried to teach him things, but his dad, Zach, was something else. He was busy fixing crazy wiring, replacing lighting ballasts, fixing the electrical panel, but he never ignored Enzo, not once. He would lift him up and show him what he was doing. He showed him how to use the tool that lights up if a wire has electricity, the non-conductive one, of course. He showed him what good wiring looks like, what bad wiring looks like, normal dad stuff. Something else he did that was impressive, though. He listened, and he asked questions. Enzo was curious, but Zach was interested in Enzo's curiosity. Zach would ask him what he thought about something, listen, and then give a thoughtful and sometimes silly answer or ask another question. It was really cool to see a busy dad who was so good at what he did that he could field a little boy's questions, ask questions of his own, and still finish before I even got the flooring done in a single room. Zach deserves an anti-reactive parenting high five. So high five to you, Zach, and your anti-reactive response to your very curious five-year-old son, Enzo, asking him questions and taking the time to listen. High five, Zach, and thank you, JD, for your submission. If you have a story of an awesome anti-reactive parenting moment, please submit it for a chance to be featured on the anti-reactive parenting high five segment on our website, antireactive.com. We can share some accolades and inspire our anti-reactive community. All right. I love this week's anti-reactive high five because it fits perfectly with what we're going to be drilling down on and talking about today. One of the finer points of high-quality anti-reactive parenting. I think we would all agree that parents who are devoted to their responsibilities and raising their children to be future adults are highly invested in paying attention to the big moments, the ones we see as potentially life-defining. And those moments are indeed critical to be paying attention to. But today, I want to talk about the moments that still have high impact but are not nearly as obvious. Because in these moments, excellent parenting skills and family relationships have the opportunity to truly shine. I'm going to tell you a story. In high school, I was in choir. I auditioned and was accepted into the highest performing level group. Now, the point of the story is not about me or my high school extracurricular activities, but what I learned from our outstanding choir director and belonging to a group of singers that didn't want to just be good singers, learn the music and perform, but rather a group that wanted to be great. Our director explained to us that any choir group can learn a piece of music, get all the notes, use good breathing technique, all of that, and perform a piece. 
He explained to us that there's a small difference between a performing group that's good and one that is great. He told us that all of those things I mentioned about getting ready to perform a piece equate to about 95% of the work. But it's the group that gets into the minutia of the last 5%, shaping the vowel sounds, perfecting the balance and blend of each vocal section, creating finer contrast between dynamics beyond just quiet and loud, those kinds of things. The small, subtle aspects of vocal performance make the difference between an alleluia chorus that leaves you breathless and one that leaves you questioning why a group would ever even attempt that piece, even if they're hitting all of the notes. So today I will be talking about something that lies within that last 5% of high-quality parenting, beyond the keeping your children fed, putting a roof over their head, limiting junk food, and making sure they're taking their vitamins. All right, all of that is in the 95%, but we're going to get into that last 5%. And what today I'm talking about is the art of listening to the little things. As parents who seek to carry out the job of raising children with intentionality, I believe we all want to know what's going on in our children's lives. We're there by our children's side when they're living in their highest highs and the lowest lows. We ask them who hurt their feelings and how they felt when they missed the game-winning catch. We celebrate their successes of getting an A on the final or finally perfecting that challenging phrase in the piano recital piece. But the small moments in between are just as defining and important as those moments that are packed with high emotion. I can guarantee most of us have asked that age-old question, how was school today? I can also guarantee that question has been met with a good or fine or even a, I don't want to talk about it. But secretly, you may have also been dying to know how recess on the playground went or if your child is struggling with the latest math lesson and feels like they'll never understand it but aren't sure how to ask for help. On the flip side, I'm willing to bet you've also had moments when your child has been going on and on about their Pokemon collection and the abilities of each character, or the details of the latest fad or craze that's running rampant through the second grade, and you've totally tuned out your child because if you hear the word Charizard one more time, your brain will explode. I mean, we've all been there. But all of those moments are what live between the high highs and the low lows that we, of course, tune into and ask all the questions about. Taking the time to intentionally share those more mundane moments and thoughts with your child contribute to that last 5% that transform a good parent-child relationship into a great one that carries across the lifespan. So let's talk about those small moments. Small moments are what make up the bulk of the day. These moments are when your child shows you a little scratch on their finger or when they tell you about the TV show they've just watched. It's when they show you the drawing they've been working on or tell you about the rules to the hand clap game they play with their friends. These moments often seem like they're not a big deal. I mean, after all, we may forget the conversation even happened next week when life has moved on in more interesting ways. But these short flashes of conversation are opportunities to get to know your child on a deeper level and forge stronger bonds. They're opportunities to ask questions and find out what may be lying just beneath the surface of the seemingly random statements your child may come to you with. 
When my son was four, he was working on a puzzle at home, one we have done together before. It wasn't new. He finished it and a couple of other puzzles and wanted to show me. Of course, I was in the middle of working on something and could have easily brushed him off. I could have said, oh, yeah, that's nice, buddy. Good job, and went about my business. Instead, I told him, I'm doing some work right now, but I'll take a break in a few minutes. I'd love for you to show me what you're working on when I'm ready, as I wanted to make sure I was able to give him my full attention, but at a more appropriate time. So when I could do that, he took me over to see three puzzles he had pieced together all by himself. I gave him the standard, oh, these look great. I can tell you worked hard on them and did them all by yourself. I could have stopped there and gone back to work, but since we were sharing a dedicated moment of undivided attention, I chose to seize the opportunity and take this everyday experience to a more meaningful one. So I asked him, do you do puzzles at school? He told me, yes, I do big floor puzzles and we're allowed to do them with two friends. Okay, bingo. Here was my chance to ask more questions about this experience working together with his peers at school to accomplish something together and learn more about the other people in his life and how he navigates those relationships. This led to a much longer conversation with my son about who he likes to do puzzles with at school, who he doesn't, and why. I learned more about his friends and the people he spends time with, and I learned about some of the challenges he was having getting along with some of his classmates. And they gave us a chance to talk about it, learn from it, and come up with new ways to handle those situations. I learned that tattling was becoming an issue and that some kids like to tell tall tales and it can be hard to know who's telling the truth and who's not. There was a whole world of social issues going on and I would have never known it if I hadn't taken a few minutes to talk about a puzzle that we've done a hundred times before. The greatest part of this moment, however, is that it was also an investment. By having this conversation, I let my son know that the things that are important to him are also important to me. Even the small everyday things, they matter. So the chance that he was going to tell me something next time just increased, and he was learning that the small things do truly matter to me, and when the small things matter, the big things matter. In the chaos of busy family life, taking the time to talk about the little things may get lost in the shuffle, so it can help to set aside intentional time for talking about the everyday things. This is why sitting down together to eat dinner as a family every night is so beneficial. If this isn't something your family is able to do in your current season of life, having some quiet chat time before bed when there are no other distractions is great, or even while you're driving in the car between activities. You can cultivate a norm around those times that already exist in your schedule, that these are the times we chit-chat and say what's on our minds, especially when you feel like you haven't been able to listen to the little things as often as you would like in the moment as they naturally come up. Whenever you do it, it's important to give your undivided attention. Kids are smart, and if you're checking your phone, your smartwatch, or have one eye on the TV, they know that they are not your priority, and it diminishes the value of what they're trying to say. Showing respect for them by actively listening to what they are sharing also develops a value that words are important 
and we show respect to those we love by making them a priority. These are all the values that are underneath the surface that you're communicating. So in turn, they are learning how to treat you with similar respect when you were talking to them. If you are constantly ignoring them or not providing your full attention because you're on your phone, that's exactly the same response you'll get from them when they're in front of a screen. They are watching and learning from everything you do. All right, so that's it for our topic on listening to the small things. And as always, thanks for listening. And I would love to hear from you. How do you let your kids know you are listening to the little things? I'd love to answer any questions you may have too. You can leave me a comment on my Instagram or Facebook page, Anti-Reactive Parenting Podcast. Don't forget to follow, like, or add Anti-Reactive Parenting to your podcast library so you never miss an episode. If you enjoyed this podcast and think others would too, please leave a five-star review to help this podcast reach others and we can all grow together. And for all you fathers out there, don't forget to check out our companion podcast just for dads, Life Fatherhood. That's L-Y-F-E. And you can find it wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Until next time, parent intentionally, plan for what's to come, and be anti-reactive.